0: This morning I want to spend a few moments, I won't be too long, Uh, I want to talk about building trust in our relationships. Building trust in our relationships. Trust is the foundation of any relationship. If you don't trust the person you're relating to, it's very hard to have a healthy, meaningful relationship with that person. And this applies to all kinds of relationships, whether it's husbands and wives, whether it's you know, parents and children, whether it's your workplace, whether it's uh, our church, trust is the foundation. It's an essential ingredient for, our, for us to have good, healthy relationships. If you agree, say amen. You trust me on that. You know, trust is earned. On the one hand, you earn the trust of people because of, uh, you know, if I conduct myself uh, in a way that builds trust, people are going to continue trusting me. Depending on how I conduct myself, I'm either going to build trust or I'm going to decrease people's trust in me. I earn trust from people. To be trustworthy in the Bible simply all is synonymous to being faithful. Trustworthiness and faithfulness, they are synonymous in the Bible. But trust must also be given. You know, some of us are extremely suspicious by nature. By default, we suspect. Why did he look at me that way? Why did she look at me that way? I wonder where he was all that two hours that he got late. Who knows? He must have been sitting in the middle of traffic. You know, I mean, by default, some of us are very suspicious. But I want to encourage us that we need to move out of that stance and move into a place where we become more trusting of people. You know, Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 31, He said, just as you want men to do to you, you must also do to them. We all like to be trusted. We feel honored when we are trusted. In fact, we can be extremely insulted when somebody becomes suspicious of us and of our integrity and our sincerity, especially when we're not doing something wrong. It can be very insulting. You all agree with me, yes or no? So we like people to trust us. And in the same token, Jesus said, if do to others what you would like them to do to you, if you would like people to trust you, hey, then you also must be trusting towards people. Amen? Now, I'm not saying, you know, that we must be, uh, be so blindly trusting that we become gullible at any... Person on the street can, you know, trick us and uh, cheat us and and uh, do all kinds of things. I'm not talking about being gullible, but I'm talking about by default coming to a place of trusting people because that's what you want them to do for you, amen. And you know, just look at our God. God trusts us so much. You know, God didn't say, "I want you to live a holy life for ten years and then I'll decide whether you can become my son and daughter." No, He just said, "Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you're going to be my son and daughter." Finished. I mean, he didn't say, you know, let me check how much, uh, how much you believe. You believe 50%, 75%. I mean, he's so trusting of us. He trusts us so much that he calls us ambassadors for Christ even before we've read the Bible. He welcomes us into, his whole, into the Holy of Holies even when we are struggling with stuff here on earth. He trusts us so much. And if God Almighty can trust us, hey, We can at least trust a little bit. We can trust one another. Give trust to people. Now, how do we build trust? We said that trust must be earned. How do we build trust? I want to just talk about three simple things that you and I can do to really build trust. Uh, Earn the trust of people. Build trust. The first, of course, is this. We must keep our words. Keep your words. Integrity builds trust. You all agree with me? I mean, this applies to any relationship. You know, if I call my wife, I mean, I've done this a lot, I'm very guilty about this, so I'll just tell you openly, you know, I'll say, you know, uh, in, in, in Malay, Malay, uh, in, uh, Malay uh, the endearing term is sayang. So I'll say, sayang, you know, I'm just about to leave. So she expects me, you know, half an hour, I'll be home. But when I, as soon as I put the phone down, somebody comes to me, and I start talking, and before I know, one hour is gone. Now the problem is if this happens too often, and it has happened too often, now Amy tells me, you know, don't tell me what time you're coming home. Forget it. You know, when it comes to that area, trust has been lost because I have failed to keep my word on more than one occasion. Now here's what Jesus said in Matthew 5 verse 37. He said, Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Our word must be our bond. Our word must be our commitment. We must keep our words and if we are able to consistently keep our words we are going to build trust with people and it applies to all kinds of relationships whether it's husbands and wives parents and children or or in the workplace we must keep our words when i say something we got to do it now i am guilty and i'm sure uh, many of us are also guilty of of failing you know sometimes i tell people i'll meet you at three o'clock and i just totally forget and it's you know it's four o'clock and they say hey where are you oops sorry i forgot and uh you know if it happens on occasion most people are forgiving. That's okay. Let's meet again. Et cetera, and so on. And it does happen to all of us. But on a consistent basis, we must be people who keep our words because integrity builds trust. And Jesus said, "You say yes, then mean it. You say no, mean no. Don't nothing more, nothing else." Secondly, to build trust, we must be faithful to people. If the husband is not faithful to his wife, or the wife is not faithful to her husband. It's going to break trust. We must be faithful to our friends. Faithfulness will build trust and unfaithfulness obviously will destroy trust. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 13 says a talebearer reveals secrets. But he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. A faithful person conceals a matter you know so suppose i have a uh, in confidence i share some things with a friend i i i, I reveal some you know very uh, personal details i reveal it to him if he's faithful to me he's going to keep it quiet keep see, keep it secrets but a tail bearer is gonna go and tell the whole town you know pastor this is what he told me yes he told me and you cannot trust such a person a person who goes out and reveals the secrets you know what he is not being faithful but a man who's faithful will conceal the matter. He will keep private information, private, confidential. And that will build trust in our relationship. I will say, you know, I shared this with him and he kept quiet about it. Maybe he just prayed about it. He talked to God about it. You can talk to God. Great. Wonderful. And so it builds trust. I can trust this person more. And uh, when I need times with me, I can share my problems, etc. With that kind of a person. So we need to be faithful to people. That will build trust. Proverbs 25 verse 13 says, like the cold of snow in time of harvest. So is a faithful messenger to those who send him. For he refuses, for he refreshes the soul of his master. So he's talking about uh, employee, employer, employee situation. A master and a a messenger who's been sent by the master on an assignment. It says that a faithful messenger is, is a person who brings refreshing to the soul of his master. So you know, uh, faithfulness even in employment is such an important thing you're faithful to your boss you're faithful to your team leader you're faithful to the, the people of delegated responsibility to you you will be a blessing to them is what the bible says proverbs 25 verse 19 says you know confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint." and you say you you're confident man you're confident an unfaithful man hey it's like having a bad tooth or having a foot of other jo- joint you're going to suffer a lot." So we must learn to be faithful to people that will build trust. And number three, to, be, uh, to build trust, we must also be dependable. Dependability builds trust. That means we can count on you. When you're given an assignment, we know you're going to do it. When you said you'll take something up, we know you'll fulfill it. You're dependable. You know, Jesus in in the 16th chapter of Luke, when he was giving us a parable about a, a steward who was put in entrusted with a certain part of a, a business owner's a, a, a business, he said, you know, the, the master put a steward in charge. He became a manager and he entrusted him with certain things. And this steward, this manager was unfaithful. He He was unjust. And after the parable, he, gives, he sums up what he wants to say in these three verses. So I'm just going to read those three verses. In Luke 16, verses 10 to 12, he said, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, that's in money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's... Who will give you what is your own? We must understand these three verses in the context of the parable he just narrated earlier. But what I want want to sum up here is this. You know, he's saying, look, if if somebody entrusts you with something, even if it's a small thing, even if it's a little thing, if you're faithful, if you're dependable in that, then that person is going to entrust you with much more. Amen. If you're faithful in little, you'll be entrusted with much more. If you're dependable in little, you'll be entrusted with much more. Amen. You know, many of us, we... And I'm just, just talking about a work, workplace situation. Maybe you're part of a team. You're a team member. You know, we want to be a team leader. But listen, until you're a faithful team member, until you're a dependable team member, you're not going to be entrusted to be a team leader. And that's just a basic situation. Want, the same thing applies. You want to be, be a manager. You want to grow up in your career. You want to move up. Listen, you've got to be faithful, dependable in what the little you've given, been given. And if you're dependable in that, you're going to be entrusted with much more. Amen. And then he said in verse 12, If you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? If you can't be dependable, trustworthy uh, in what is somebody else's, when you're functioning under their leadership and doing what they've entrusted to you, how can you be given what is your own? Dependability has its rewards. You'll be entrusted with what is your own. So we must be dependable and, and dependability builds trust. Three simple things to build trust. Keep your words. Be faithful to people. Be dependable. Now let's talk about specific scenarios. Now, Let's just just break this down into everyday life situations. Husbands and wives, trust is so important in marriage relationships. If there is no trust, you really can't have a strong relationship. Proverbs 31 verse 10 and 11 talks about a virtuous wife. It says that because of who she is, a husband's heart trusts in her completely. And he has no lack of gain. He's not afraid that his wife is going to waste away what he brings home. A virtuous wife has earned the trust of her husband. Now, if you read so much about this in the newspapers, I think and even in recent months, you know, that nowadays you can spy on your boyfriend, you can spy on your girlfriend, you can spy on your husband, you can spy on your wife. You go to Airtel, vodafone phone, tell them to give, print out of all the phone numbers they called, you know. You all read that in the newspaper, right? So what happens if the husband is having bought the wife, checks his mobile phone, who called him, or the SMSs, or the husband checks the wife's email. Who's writing to her? What are her friends on Facebook? Oh, you all look like you live on another planet. But what is all this indicative of? It's indicative of a lack of trust. Amen. If you trust your husband, you trust your wife. You won't need to do these kinds of things. Amen. Think about parents and children. You know, I think many of us parents, you know, as we are raising our bring up our children, we kind of teach them not to trust us. So what do you mean? Let's just think about this normal scenario. Johnny is making a little lot of noise. He's five years old. He just, is throwing a tantrum. What does daddy do? Johnny, come, let's go get ice cream. Come, come, come. He takes him and he brings him right back. No ice cream. Now, it's true that if you want to quieten children, you distract them. But how we do it is so wrong. We tell Johnny, come, I'll get you ice cream. So Johnny, for that moment, is distracted. He's thinking about ice cream. And his daddy takes him away, but does not get his ice cream. Why? Because his daddy's objective was to distract him, not really to get him ice cream. How many of you relate to this? <laughs> and so what we are training johnny saying johnny my words are mere words i don't mean what i say no that's what we do come i'll get your ice cream so he stops his tantrum he's thinking about ice cream we go down for a walk we walk around the block come back home no ice cream so my yes was not really in yes so johnny by the time he gets seven reaches seven or eight he figures his daddy out he knows when daddy says i'll get you ice cream he doesn't mean it and by the time he's 12, he's doing it to his daddy. He says, Daddy, I'm going to prayer meeting. <laughs> he says, Johnny, whoa, I raised him up in all people's church. He's going to prayer meeting. No, our young people don't do that, okay? <laughs> so he says, okay, Johnny, go, 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 go prayer meeting, go, go, go. But Johnny goes to, you know where, somewhere else. And when he gets back home, he just quotes a few scriptures. His dad says, whoa, man, he's really into prayer now. And then it might take a year, a couple of years, I don't know, it might take a couple of months maybe, maybe a couple of years before his dad realizes Johnny was not going to prayer meeting. He was going somewhere else. Because for Johnny, he's doing just what his dad did. So what's happening here? We are training our kids not to establish trust in relationship. That our words don't really mean it. We can say one thing, do something else. And that's, that's an absolute uh, ingredient that will displace trust in relationships. We don't learn to keep our words. And it's true in the workplace and in the church, you know. Workplace and church, I'm just going to address that together. Because I I think the scenarios are very similar. There are people who are in leadership and there are people who follow. Now let's talk about leaders and, you know, Bible college students. I know this is your graduation service and you're wondering like, why is pastor talking about relationships? Here's the point coming for you. All right. You know, as spiritual leaders, we need to earn the trust of those who follow us. And as you go out and start your ministries, do not imagine that people are going to come after you just because you graduated from All People's Church Bible College. They're going to come after you if you earn their trust. As a leader, you've got to earn the trust of people to follow you. You know, Edwin Louis Cole is a man of God who passed on to be with the Lord. Uh, he made this statement, and I, I'm just paraphrasing here. I'm not quoting him ver- verbatim. But here's what he said. He said, the man is more important than the message. If the man is credible, then his message will be trusted. If the man is not credible, his message will become suspect. The man is more important than the message. You are more important than all the messages you preach. If people trust you, they will listen to your message. They will follow you. If they don't trust you, you can preach the best sermon you want. They're not going to receive it. Your message is going to be suspect. So as a spiritual leader, you must earn the trust of your people. And that's a requirement as we... As we read in 1st in Timothy 3, 1 and 10, that's a requirement in Scripture that we must be men of character because when we are men of character, then people can trust what we say. Amen. And this is true even in the workplace. I mean, just think if you're, a you know, some sort of a manager in a position in your workplace and you tell your guys, you know, guys, t- meeting at 10 o'clock and you come out, you know, just show up at 1045. Say, I'm sorry, you know, I was very busy. Okay, once, it's okay. Two times, it's so a legal. But if you keep doing that, Three times, four times, meeting at 10, you show up at 10.45. You know what? Soon the people who are following you, they'll say, Hey, when he says 10, he means any time after 10. That's it. You've lost credibility. You've lost trust from the people who are following you because you're not keeping your words. And when the, when the man loses credibility, what he says, what he does becomes suspect. So the next time when you want something really important, when you really mean at 10 o'clock, You'll be there at ten. Everybody will be trickling in at ten thirty, and you'll be wondering, like, man, I came at ten. Why can't you come at, Why didn't you come at ten? Well, that's because you have set an. You've established a pattern for yourself. You've lost credibility in who you are as a person. So when you say ten, they don't believe it. Are you listening? We got to establish trust as leaders. I have a little journal that I keep. It's not a written journal. It's a type journal. Meaning, I keep it in my laptop. And uh, I write down dreams, I write down prophetic words, prophecies, anything important the Lord speaks. I just write it down, I date it and I write it down. And here's a dream that I had on the, the 10th of February this year. I said it, uh, I said it earlier in, uh, in, uh, uh, in an all-night prayer meeting. But here's what I saw in, in, in a dream. I was, I was back in time, somewhere in the 1950s, 1960s. And I was in a time when there were two great men of God. I won't give their names. Not many may recognize them. And uh, I was there, and in that dream, I was crying out intensely. Now, the crying was so intense in my dream. The next morning, Amy told me, you were crying in your sleep, and I didn't know. She said, you were crying. So what? The dream that I was having was so intense that I was actually physically crying. Amy heard that next to me. So in in my dream, I was with these two men of God, and I was crying out so intensely and saying, God... The anointing for healings and miracles which they carried, God, we need it for our day. We need it for our generation. We don't want to lose it, God. I, I need it for my day. We need, I need it here, God. is crying out for that anointing. And then I heard the Lord in that dream say two things. He said, listen very carefully. He said, these men were men who took their word seriously. When they said something, they did it. They kept their word. They did not sin With their words. And then secondly he said. These men took my word seriously. They were serious about the words they spoke. And they were serious about the words God spoke. And so in that dream God was basically telling me. To take these two keys very personally and very seriously. That if you want that same kind of anointing, you need to walk with that same sense of responsibility. That you take your word seriously. When you say something, you got to keep it. Keep your words pure. Don't sin with your words. In fact, the Bible says if a man does not sin with his tongue, he's able to bridle his whole body. That's in the book of James. And if you, you tame your tongue, you tame everything else. And God was saying, you going to need to take my word seriously. If you want that same kind of anointing for healings and miracles as these men did. So I want to impress on our hearts. You know, if we want the anointing of God, we want the power of God. Our words are important to God. We can't sin with our words. We can't just make promises we don't keep. I know we might fail. I'm not saying, you know, we're just absolutely perfect. But in principle, to the best of our ability, we are people of our words. Because we understand that trust is so important. Amen. Now, the same thing in... On from the other side, for those of us, whether in the workplace or in the church, who are followers, that means responsibility, authority has been delegated to us. Assignments have been given. Tasks have been given. We must build trust in our relationships with those who lead us. They need to know that we are trustworthy. We are dependable. That we are faithful. Amen. Now, you know, just think about, think about a workplace situation. You know, suppose somebody hires you and says, you know, you're the sales manager for... Uh, North America, you're going to take care of, you know, the Eastern region. Let's say you're the salesman. They hire you for that. They give you these guidelines. You can't go into work and start selling into Europe. I think I love this company so much, I'm going to sell into Europe. I mean, that's wonderful that you love the company so much, but you're violating trust. You were hired and given clear guidelines. You are a salesperson for North America, Eastern region. Finished. You just can't go and do do your own thing. You love the company, that's wonderful, but you can't do your own thing. You stay within the guidelines you're given. You stay within the boundaries that have been set. And so I believe that's the same thing in church. When when you delegate a responsibility and say, you know, this is the area of your responsibility, you don't go off and do your own thing. You love the church, wonderful, everybody loves the church, but you just can't go off and do your own thing. You stay within that re- area of responsibility. You stay within the boundaries that have been given to you because that is what builds trust. When trust is broken, it takes twice the effort to earn it back. Amen. So we must be careful as, we, as, we, uh, as followers, whether we are leaders or followers. You know, God rewards faithful people. And God Himself is looking for us to be faithful towards Him. So I want to close this message simply by saying, you know, let's build trust in our relationship with one another. Whether it's in your marriage, whether it's towards your children, whether it's towards, uh, in your workplace situation, towards people in your work, towards those who lead you, your bosses and etc. Or whether it's in the house of God. Let's build trust in our relationships. You know, when we have trust, when I trust somebody, that releases me to empower them completely. When I trust somebody, I can just say, here, take the money, take whatever you need, go do it. Why? Because of the trust that has been built, it releases me to empower them. So trust is very empowering. It's very important for our relationships. But if I don't trust somebody, I'm going to hold on to the reins very tightly because I'm afraid. What if they go off and do something wrong? Are you listening? Amen? So let's be people who build trust in our relationships with one another because trust is an important foundation for relationships.